Amen. God bless you on today. Pastor Prince here with you. Praying that all is well. Thanking God for another day. We are just about through this month of January, two weeks deep already. Celebration of Martin Luther King Day on tomorrow. And let us be mindful of all that he has done for us and how he has done for us. We're thanking God for his grace, mercy, and his power. Amen. We'll be coming today from the book of Matthew, the fifth chapter of Matthew, verses 43 and 44. Matthew 5, 43 and 44. We'll open up with our word of prayer, and then we'll jump right into today's word. Amen. Most heavenly gracious Father, we thank you for touching us on this morning. We thank you for the gathering of your saints. We thank you for allowing us to have the will to want to hear what you would have for us on today. I ask that you would remove the man and let your anointing take over. Anoint these clay lips to speak truth, power, and enlightenment to these your people. Touch us only like you can, O oh God, through your word, that we'll realize just how blessed we truly are, just how much favor we're walking under, that we can become the sons and daughters that you have called us and not what we've called ourselves. We give you the power. We give you the honor, the glory, both now and forever. In the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. God bless you, Sister Prince. Good morning. Uh-oh. How art thou? I am good. All right. If you would be so kind and bless us with our scripture, Matthew 5, verses 43 and 44. And 44. Ye have heard that hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Amen. Sister Prince, now I need you to keep that, whatever your device is, open when I ask you to jump back in there so you don't be fumbling on me today. I don't know if I'm out to call on you or not. You know how God deals with me. So just be on ready, okay, baby girl? And and if you would be so kind, I know it, baby. I know it. I know it. Just, just be a deal with it. Pray for me. Read it one more time, please. Read it one more time. You have heard that it hath been said. Doubt to love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemy, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Praise the Lord. Today, 
we're just going to simply talk about the power of love. Amen? The power of love. Now, we know and understand that this is Jesus speaking to us in the book of Matthew, and he's laying down a foundation that each and every one of us should be applying, should be applying. Now, Jesus had to reteach and recultivate the mind of his disciples because they were brought up under a, a regimented man's way of thinking and doing things. But when you have the word in flesh right amongst you, when you have the word living and breathing amongst you, he is going to say, this is what they, what they interpret, but this is what I said. We've got to understand what man interprets is sometimes different from what God actually said. We have it all the time. There are so many confusions in the scriptures that it, it boggles us. And one that I'm thinking of right now, we got it real bad. We don't mean no harm, but we got it real bad at saying touching and agreeing. And we ain't supposed to be touching and agreeing on nothing. We're supposed to agree, then touch. But I know it's just a little crossing of words, and it doesn't sound like much, but those little bit of crossing of words can confuse you and contaminate you, touching and agreeing. We're going to touch and agree that God's will going to be done. No, no, no. Because I'm not just touching anything just because you want to touch and agree. Everybody that shout out Jesus don't mean they for Jesus. Hello, somebody. But when we agree on what the word says, then we touch in the name of Jesus, something got to move. But if we're touching first, then agreeing, ain't no subject what we touching on. Ain't no telling what we touching on. So understand that Jesus is telling the disciples in this first breakdown, he said, you have heard it said that you should love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy. He said, that's, that's mistake number one, because we got to remember, God came for each and every one of us through Jesus Christ. Amen? He came for the bigot. He came for the murderer. He came for the whoremonger. He came for the liar. He came for the backbiter. He came for all of us. So we don't have no room for separating. Because even in all of our righteousness is that of a filthy rag, according to the scriptures. Amen? So he said, how you going to decide on who to love on and who's worthy of being loved on? Jesus said, you let the wheat and the tab grow together. I'll do the separating. A lot of people understand that wheat and tab look so much alike. When you think you're getting rid of one thing, you're getting rid of the good thing when you thought you was getting rid of the bad thing. So we have to learn first and foremost that the power of love is so mighty, is so strong, that God will sift any of us through whatever junk and baggage we bring with us under the power of love. You say, I tell you to love your enemy. Wait a minute, preacher. You want me to love on somebody who's been lying on me? You want me to love on somebody, on somebody who's been backbiting on me and talking all behind my back? You want me to love on somebody 
trying to steal my job, steal my money, destroy my family. How dare you, preacher? I didn't say it. Jesus said. If we're going to be a part of the army of God, we have to put on the whole armor of God, and we can't love out of convenience. We can't love out of what can I get out of it. You have to love unconditionally. You have to love on your enemy. Ooh, I know that's tough for some of us right now. I know it's tough for some of us right now because the natural order of man is that you hit me, I'm going to hit you back. That's just the natural order. That don't make you a bad person. That doesn't make you an evil person. That just lets you know that you are a person who's in tune with themselves but needs some deliverance through God's word, through the Holy Ghost. Amen? So if, if I got to love my enemy, that's pretty tall order in the natural. But, oh, God is a spirit, and then the must worship him, must worship him in what? Spirit and in truth. And the truth is, if we want to grow in God, if we want to be a, an impactful soldier for the Lord, we're going to have to learn how to love on them haters. Ooh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You got to love on them. You know that one that y'all been causing with each other for years, you don't really like them, and, and they don't really like you, and when you ask each other why y'all don't like each other, can't none of you really give a clear, clear reason on why you don't like each other. You just know you can't stand each other. That's been my rival since I've been knowing them, since we've been growing up together. Well, when, when does rivalry take over what God say? When does that really happen? And isn't it funny that when we say we got a problem with somebody, sometimes God will have it fixed, that the only way you can get that breakthrough and that blessing that God then promised you, you're going to have to go through that rival. Remember when Jesus had to go through Samaria? He had to go through Samaria. All the time that Jesus went on his assignment, on this final destination before he was sent to Calvary, he said, I must need go." to Samaria. I got to deal with something. I got to set something right before I can ascend back to glory. And that's where he met the woman at the well. And the woman at the well knew that Jesus was of the Hebrew descent, and she was a Samaritan. And when Jesus was speaking to the woman, the woman said, you're not supposed to be speaking to me because I am of Samaria. I am your enemy. I am no, no good for you. Jesus said, this may be true. And he said, well, where are your five husbands? What you mean? I ain't got no husband. You, 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 yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. But she didn't realize who she was talking to. But because he had enough love in him to love on her, not only did he break her down, but that very woman that was known as, I guess this ain't a bad word, the hussy, you know, the old folks used to call them hussies, that as the, as the hussy was known in the town, come see a man who told me all about myself. Oh, my God. But that's what the power of love can do. Love will have you see past a person's struggles and their downfalls. 
Do you remember that time when you first fell in love and your friend or your family even? I said, well, I don't even see what you see in there. Y'all just don't see what I see. Maybe you were walking in love. You were walking in love. And that's how God wants us to walk in true agape love. Not a lustful love, but an agape love that can see past our shortcomings and our blemishes. He said, I need you to love that hard even on your enemy. And you'll find out that through the power of love, you can help people come out of that miry clay. You can't really help them. God helps them. But through the aid of you being an agent of God, your love can help them see past themselves. Because each day I wake up and I find out we're our own worst enemy. Sometimes we don't even see our own value because we don't think we have enough money. We don't think we stay in the right neighborhood. We don't think we have the right education. We don't think we have the right pigmentation. And we don't think we bring nothing to the table. I dare you to trust what God says and understand that no weapon formed against you, no weapon formed against me, shall prosper. And I'm going to keep on walking in love. Oh, I got a couple of people right now that I can think of right off the top of my head. I know they don't mean me no, no good. And if I don't get out the way of myself, hello, somebody, if I don't get out the way of myself, I'm going to cut my own blessings down because I know they don't like me, and why should I like them if they don't like me? But I want to have an ear to hear what the Lord is saying. I want to go beyond these petty things that are holding us down. And I want to hear, well done, thy good and faithful service. Sister friends, get ready. I'm about to call on you in just a second, so get ready. So as we understand that this, this power of love will mold us, instead of just believing something that somebody tells you right off the bat, investigate things for yourself. Search out things for yourself and hear what the Lord is saying. Amen. Sister Prince, get ready. Please read our scripture again. Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt not live, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemy, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you, and persecute you. Amen. Bless them that curse you. Let's let that marinate just for a minute. Bless them that curse you. That doesn't even sound like it should be in the same sentence when you're listening in the carnal man, in the natural man. Bless them that curse you. If I had a dollar for every time somebody said, man, I work for the dumbest boss in the world, and my response is always, well, they can't be too dumb. They became the boss. Well, I'm not going to do nothing to make them look good because if they look good, they take all the credit for it. Well, the last I checked, the last I checked, 
I don't care who gets the credit as long as my check clears. The people at the top, they know how the work is getting done. That person who's your quote-unquote boss, supervisor, or whatever, they, they are trying to see can they navigate and deal with people in leadership role. Because sometimes you could be a dynamic leader. You don't have to know everything that's going on, but know the people that know what's going on so you can always get the intel, so you can keep on leading. So don't look at it in a carnal state. Look at it in a spiritual state. Bless them that curse you. How am I going to be nice to somebody who's been treating me nasty all their days? No, that doesn't make you weak. That doesn't make you a sucker. That lets me know that you know who God is. We all have the ability to go off. Well, does that mean we should? Some of us have a quote-unquote right to go off. Well, should, that, should we be going off? Bless them that curse you and spitefully use you. Sister Prince and I, earlier in our marriage, she used to say, why do you keep dealing with such and such and such and such? They're they, they, they trying to make a fool. I said, baby, they can't make a fool out of me when I know they're trying to make a fool out of me. They're making a fool out of themselves. God is not going to put us in a harmless situation. Now, he'll put us in a situation where folks think they're smarter than us, and they might be smarter than us, but don't mean they can use us because the word protects us. Touch not my anointing, cause my prophet no harm. So, yeah, you don't have to defend yourself. God got you. Just keep on letting God lead you. Keep on walking in the power of love. And the word tells us that when you walk in love and you love it on your enemies like dumping heaps of coals on top of your head, they get so confused, they get so frustrated because they know they're being low down and dirty towards you, but you keep on power and showering them with love, and it drives them away. We sing that song, help me drive old Satan away. Well, you drive old Satan away with the power of love. Satan is the author of confusion. Satan is the one who wants you fussing and cussing and hollering at each other. Satan is the one that don't want you to see the good in nobody. Satan is the one that wants you to wash your hands and rid yourself of people. But when we walk in the power of love, even if they keep doing things that are not too favorable, the word of God tells us, they said, the disciples said, well, how often am I supposed to love a brother when he keeps sitting against me? And Jesus told him seven times 70. Wait a minute, 490 times a day. And my little side note to that is that if you've got to forgive somebody 490 times a day, somebody needs to relocate. But this is what Jesus is telling us. You need to be able to see past their shortcoming, just like I see past your shortcoming. We have to handle folk the way God has handled us. And the power of love is, oh, my God, look at what they're doing. When Jesus was on Calvary's cross, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's the power of love. That's the power of growing in God. That's the power of allowing God to use you. We so many times as humans misinterpret what love really is. 
we have grown to think that love is conditional. I'll love you if you do this for me. I'll love you if you do what I say. I'll love you if you give this to me. But God doesn't love us like that. And aren't you glad he does it? Because none of us would measure up to the true love and atonement of God based on our behaviors. So you've got to love them that are spitefully using you. And I hear somebody saying, Pastor, that's hard. I'm trying, Pastor, I'm trying. And, and I learned something about the word I'm trying. I learned something about that. God says, stop trying and start doing. Lord, have mercy. I'm going to say that again. I'm trying to do right, Pastor. No, 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 no. Stop trying and start doing. I'm trying to live saved. Stop trying and start doing. I'm trying to be right. Stop trying and start doing. The power of love will lead you to doing what you know is right. The power of love will have you tell yourself, self, get over you, and let's do what the Lord has told us to do. The power of love will have you see past anyone's shortcoming and to help build them up wherever they are. Sister Prince, get ready to bring us in one more time, baby girl. Praise the Lord. Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Amen. Do good to them that hate you. <laughs> do good to them that hate you. I heard a comedian a little while ago comparing young love to old love and said that that sometimes uh, the young love, if they tie the shoelaces opposite from what they like, they file for divorce. He said, but that old love, they'll fuss at each other, even throw things at each other. And then an hour later, they come, are you hungry? <laughs> and, and, and it makes you, makes you laugh and makes you chuckle. He said, do good to them that hate you. And I think this is probably the greatest measurement of our faith in God's word, doing good toward folk who hate us. The power of love will help us overcome that. The power of love won't even have you thinking. Other folk will be thinking, how are you going to be doing that for them after what they did to you? I don't have time to think about that, nor do I have time to surround myself with people who think like that. Because if we're all about getting to that next level, we're going to have to learn how to forgive folks who don't ask for forgiveness. We're going to have to learn how to forgive folks when they ask for forgiveness. 
And when I say forgive, folks, sometimes we're going to have to let it go. You know, sometimes, all the time, you have to let it go. You say, I'll forgive you, but I'll never forget. No, you're only entrapping yourself. You're only entrapping yourself. And when you release a person through the power of love, ain't nothing like it. Ain't nothing like it. Well, how do I know that if I've been truly free of that, that will scar me? When you can think on it and your attitude doesn't change, your emotions don't get stirred up, you don't get caught up in your feelings, you know you've been delivered. But if you cannot let that thing go, the only person you're damaging is yourself. Have you ever had a situation where you're upset with a person and that person doesn't even know that you're upset with them, don't even know why you're upset with them? Who's the one being bogged down? You are. People are going on with their lives and you're bogged down. I can't stand it. And they don't walk around here like they ain't done. Folks, sometimes, let me help somebody. News alerts. You including myself, are not that important that folks going to remember every little thing that they did or said against you. You're going to have to take that stuff to Jesus, and you're going to have to leave it with Jesus. Don't pick it up. I wish somebody would just say, don't pick it up. When you give it to Jesus, don't pick it up. If you truly give it to Jesus, don't Pick it up. You don't have to remind God in your prayer. God, you said, you said, and I told you. No, no, but don't pick it up. If you trust who God is, if you trust what Jesus did for you and I, give it to the Lord and don't pick it up. Walk in the power of love. And the power of love will pour out so mightily in your actions in your actions, not just your lip service, but your actions. Because we can make our mouth say anything, but it's your actions that are going to really resonate that message, that's going to really stick with people long after you're gone. They'll feel the power of love. I told you about that time when we were in a revival in Waco, and the Lord taught me to told me to embrace this sister. She just broke down because she hadn't felt and seen the action of love since she was diagnosed with her sickness. And just that that warm embrace, that brief embrace, nothing sexual behind it, but an embrace of an agape love that God loves you. He cares about you, and this is an extension from God to remind you that you're not alone. And that daughter had a breakthrough like there was no other breakthrough, that you couldn't have drawn up a Hollywood script better than that. That's the true power of love. When a person has felt the forgiving power of God through Jesus Christ, after all that they've gone through. I don't know if you've ever been to the point where you've been so low that you can't even forgive yourself 
but you feel the warmth of God saying, I forgive you. I've forgiven you. I'm setting you free. Don't go back to the vomit. Don't go back to that blissful, wasteful state of mind that I delivered you from. I have set you free, and the word is so true that who the Son sets free is free indeed. It's the power of love. We used to sing the song, Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Sometimes we think it's money that can lift you. Now, that can help. But that ain't what truly lifts you. Love is the most powerful weapon that we have. Love is the most life-changing weapon that we have. You all have heard me say it for many years. Yeah, you can beat the hell out of some people. But you can love the hell off of all people. And when we position ourselves in love, there's nothing greater. There's nothing more beautiful. And there's nothing more powerful. I want to pray with you on today that we learn how to operate in love in three stages. The love of God, the love of self, and the love toward others. If I have the love of God, I can have the love of self, which I can extend to the love of others. But I can't really love myself until I know the love of God. And I sure can't love nobody else until I learn how to love myself. So the love of God, the love of self, and the love of others. And we, we can line those up in that order. God got a breakthrough awaiting you. Most heavenly and gracious Father, we yield to you right now as humbled as we know how, asking you, to fill the void that needs to be filled with that true agape love, the love that will surpass any of our understanding nor comprehension, the love that will help us see past or past the blemishes and the shortcomings of one another, the love that will keep us engaged and encouraged to hold on yet a little while longer, a kind of love, oh God, that will help us to forgive 
the kind of love, oh God, that don't dig up the past but look only toward the future. The kind of love, oh God, that can restore what the devil has tried to destroy. I ask you to help us love ourselves, oh God, that we could see past our shortcomings and grow from our mistakes, grow from the weariness that the enemy tried to bog us down, knowing no weapon formed against us shall prosper, that the love of our Savior Jesus Christ will right any wrong that we have. God extended love from us to love on others just as you have loved on each and every one of us, O oh God, that you saw beyond our faults and saw our need. Help us to become the sons and daughters that you have called us to be and not what we've called ourselves. Help us to forgive, O oh God, forgive us as we have been forgiven for our trespasses against thee. Let us be able to operate in one harmonious motion. Let us represent the true church. Let us represent the true holiness of God. If I never shout, let me walk in love. If I never dance, let me walk in love. If I never speak in an unknown tongue, let me speak in love. I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor that is due you right now, O oh God. I praise you for what you're going to do. Even if I get to experience it, I'm praising you because I know it's on the way. I'm praising you because breakthrough is in route. I'm praising you because deliverance is in motion. I'm praising you because you are Alpha and Omega, my true beginning and my true end. I ask right now, God, that you will receive this prayer in the spirit of humbleness and meekness that has been administered back unto you. Let everyone within the sound of my voice be blessed going out and coming in. Restore what the enemy has tried to steal. Restore what the enemy has tried to kill. Restore what the enemy has tried to destroy. Thank you for healing. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for peace. Thank you for strength. Thank you for hope and thank you for joy. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the sweet Holy Spirit, we say thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. Get it right, church, and let's go home. Get it right, church, and let's go home. Get it right, church. Get it right, church. Get it right, church, and let's go home. That evening train might be too late. 
The evening train might be too late. Get it right, church. Get it right, church. Get it right, church. And let's go home. Amen. We thank God for his words. Thank God for his healing. Thank God for his peace. I want to give you some quick updates. I uh, was able to touch bases with Brother Diedrich uh, this week. Uh, I missed him uh, one time he was in rehab, but thank God for his healing. And everything is coming through, and uh, it says should be okay, but we just thank God for everything that he is doing and touching that young man's body. Uh, talked to him. He was a little out of it, <laughs> but it was just good to hear his voice. And uh, We, we want to thank God and pray continuously for the family. If I do not know of your sickness or challenge, please don't be offended. I am still praying. Just don't know. I, I pray <laughs> around the clock. And just because I'm not talking to you all the time don't mean I'm not praying for you all the time. So let us be mindful and be praying one for another. We had our uh, meeting on Thursday. Uh, didn't get all participation that we were looking for. We are meeting again on January 28th, which is a Saturday, 9 a.m. 9 a.m. And uh, we will uh, be meeting on that. Um, had a very productive meeting. And those who want to know what the meeting is about, just reach out to me. And please make sure and govern yourselves accordingly for uh, Saturday, June, January, I keep saying July, January 28th at 9 a.m. Uh, one also remind you about uh, support donations tithing and offering for the ministry. You can do it a couple of ways. Visit the website at obnradio.com, and under the Temple of Refuge Ministry section, there's a donation button. You can make your donation there. You could make a donation toward the radio station at the OBN radio station, the open mic station on the site, obnradio.com, or you can go uh, for the ministry or for the radio station at Cash App. And that is dollar sign OBN radio. And for those who will prefer the snail mail method, you can send donation support to Temple of Refuge Ministry, P.O. Box 891, Prairie View, Texas, 77446. Don't forget Bible studies on Tuesdays with the Sisters Women's Bible Study at 12 noon. Sister Jacqueline Sadbury, the anointed one, blesses us. Yeah, I listened to him after the fact, Sister Jacqueline. I'm sorry. The word is the word. You're doing an awesome job. But you can join her on Tuesdays by dialing 857-777-4411. Thursday Bible study, normally at 5.30 p.m., that same number, 857-777-4411. If you miss either of those, we have them on the YouTube station 
at Open Mic Broadcast Network. You can get that link through the website, obnradio.com. Usually the Tuesday will be posted at Wednesday and the Thursday will be posted at Friday. And, of course, we can also have you listen to the rebroadcast of the sermons. So we got a lot going on and room for growth and room for all of us to be growing and seeking Lord even further and a little bit more earnest. Amen. I am going to exit stage left. I am Pastor Prince. Thank you guys so much for joining in with us. And as always, we love you. There's absolutely nothing you can do about it. So you guys be blessed, and we'll see you on the other side.